We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Hello, welcome to Laundry Day here at the uh, at the studios. I don't know, maybe I should have a, a name for where we record, you know, because it's just our house. But maybe it'd be fun if it was like, because uh, I've been listening to the Dana Gould podcast and he's like, he calls his Falcon Lair Studios. But, you know, Dana Gould's uh, always had a flair for the dramatic. And I think, uh, you know, because he started the podcast. No, he started the podcast when he was still married. I guess he was just being a goofball or something. Uh, okay, so um, it's been a really long time. So we're recording this uh, the first week of February 2018. Uh, so I guess I should just give you like a sort of uh, update as to how life is going right now. Uh, it's not great. I mean, it's it's tough to complain because, you know, I have a job, house, you know, everything's going okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just a mess, I guess. Oh, hey, before we get into that, uh, uh, today's music is all from the album uh, Frizzle, uh, uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese from Primus. Um, I realize that there's a lot of people who don't know who Primus is, um, and I I think this is their best album. I I mean, they're look, they're not for everybody. Uh, they're barely for anybody. But I I mean, the musicianship is amazing. They're just super weird, but also well done. Like I you know, my coworker was uh, uh, who is the reason. My coworker is the reason. I was thinking about Primus again, and uh, he was like, yeah, I really love this crazy jazz group. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I trust, you know, he likes Primus, maybe he'll like, you know, this jazz thing. And I put it on, and it's just like, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, did you guys just make this up on the spot? Like, it doesn't seem like there's any structure to it at all. It's just like... And it's just like... No, this is... I mean, Primus, it's like, it's all planned. It's all structured. It's all written. You know, they, they, they're going somewhere. So at least on that level, it's a little bit approachable from, you know, if you just are like, hey, I like fun rock music, ladies. Mmm, nice, sexy fun time, yes. Uh, okay, so, all right, so let's just talk quickly about the job. Um, the job is kind of a mess right now because uh, I am the guy who's in charge of generating reports but there is no automated way to generate the reports, so I have to do them all individually based on SQL queries, and then I take that and I export it as a comma-separated file, and then I import it into Google Sheets, and then I do VLOOKUPs and all these other sub-tabs, and it's just like, it's just tedious and ridiculous. And then there's, on the other hand of it, like I'll notice weird things going on and I'm all the time like, hey, this is weird. Shouldn't we investigate this? This is odd. Why is this doing this? And I can't get anybody else to care. 
So it's just like, eh, it's not great. And, uh, yeah, and I'm not really sure what my coworkers think of me. I think that's actually the worst part of it. Like, uh, Mr. Jazz Primus guy, I mean, he, I think he likes me just fine. I think he likes everybody. I think my, actually, I think my coworkers are warming up to me a little bit. Uh, they were not great, like, uh, when I first started. I first started back in October. Yeah, there's the laundry. There's the washing machine going right there. Anyway, so, uh... Uh, so, I don't know. It's it's going okay. I guess I'm just kind of in a funk in general. Um, oh, you know what? Another thing that really screwed me up. Um, so, I had been working on this uh, 3D project uh, to, you know, I, had, I, I rarely do 3D animations. I'll do, you know, the occasional still shot of something. But uh, I don't, I don't, you, you know, because animations are an insane amount of work, way, way more work than, you know, just doing a one-off thing. And so, you know, you think, oh, animation, how hard could this be? It's just, you know, especially in 3D where you just like, you have your object uh, and then you just move it. And then, you know, it, it's not like drawing every cell. You just give it a beginning point, an end point, and then the computer, like, sort of figures out the motion between. Uh, and uh, I realize that is not the case. No, it looks real super weird if that's all you do. And so I had been working at, I get, I'd gotten really close to finishing one animation. And then this woman comes in to the, to the podcast group that I'm on Facebook, and she's just like, let me whip out my metaphorical dick and just lay it on the table. There it is. That's that's the dick hitting the table. Uh, and and uh, show you a professional level animation that I cranked out in like two weeks. Whereas I've been working on this since July. And I get it, right? Like it hasn't been only me working on this animation. Mostly it's been me trying to learn the software because I switched and went over to Blender. Blender, the free 3D software. And uh, honestly, if you were looking to learn a 3D software package, go Blender because it's really good. Uh, they've made an entire movie out of it. And, uh, and so it is professional level quality. And it's, it's way, I mean, if you've done Blender in the past and you were like, forget this, this is bonkers garbage, it's way easier to use now. They've really put a lot of time and effort into it to make it usable. Anyway, that being said, um, I've been working on this thing since July, and then she just throws this animation in there, and it's amazing, and I'm just like... It really was just like, oh, what the fuck? What am I doing? And then, and then, of course, I go into the shame spiral and I start going down. I'm like, what am I doing with any of this? Like, why am I even doing this? Like, shouldn't I be doing something better with my free time? I've got this hour-long commute each day. Shouldn't I be doing something better with it? I don't know. And then, and then I try and, like, you know, snap back and just be like, look, you're allowed to have a hobby. You can't work. 24-7 or your brain will melt so anyway that's where I'm at alright so uh, other oh okay so my favorite my new favorite thing that happened the other day was uh, I was walking the dog and uh, I I posted this on Facebook um, 
It did not get the reaction I was hoping, honestly. Uh, anyway, it was a picture uh, that I posted, and I'll make it the poster image of this podcast episode. And what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, one of those multifunction printers, right? Scanner, printer, copier, all in one, sitting on the sidewalk. And it's got a note stuck to it. And uh, it just, it, the, the, it, it's a handwritten note, and it says, This does not belong to 1701. Please take it back. And, you know, it was sitting in front of 1701, whatever street I was on. I can't remember. I've lived it for 10 years and I have no idea, like, what the next street over is from me. So, uh, it's, oh, Jerry was a race car driver. God, this is the best song. This song is so good um, and the video helps it. And uh, I remember when I saw Primus live, there's a part kind of in the middle. I'll, I'll know when it's coming up and they go, and then and then they cut to the audience and the audience is just jumping up and down in unison it was and so when i saw them live i was like you know i'm an old fart i've always been an old fart and i'm sitting down and i'm watching the show at the greek theater in berkeley and then i get up and i i because i was like i gotta do that jumping part in that part of the song so i book it down to the thing and sure enough i made it it was great but anyway, I'll let you know when that part's coming up. So anyway, so back to this printer. It's it, it says, this is, doesn't belong here, take it away. Then there's a second note on top of that note, like like up above it where you put the feed the paper in uh, to be scanned, not to be printed. This is very clear. <laughs> and it says, this actually belongs at 1725. It was stolen from there. Now... Let's just pretend for a second that everybody who wrote these notes was being honest. So, first of all... Oh wait, here comes the part. Okay. Alright, now hopefully you got all your jumping out. But if, if we believe everybody who is writing these notes, if I was at 1701 and I just got a free printer, I'd be like, rad, free printer, awesome. And I'll just take it into my house and just be like, at least, at the very least, see if it worked. You know, because it had all kinds of crap like thrown on the top. Like, it looks like it had printer cartridges and everything on it. It was just like... Well, yeah, why wouldn't you just take that? If somebody's leaving it for you, just take it. And then, so then, the, the, the more confusing part to this is the, the second note. The person who says, oh, no, this belongs at 1725. This was stolen. Okay, so you know that. Why not? I mean, we're talking about the difference between, like, I don't know, because the numbering system in our neighborhood's really screwy, so it's not as far away as it sounds. I mean, it's literally like six houses away, right? <laughs> if, you, if you know this, if you know this, God, I'm getting crazy. I'm just beating up on this microphone today. Uh, if you know this, you know that it's 16 or 1725, and you know it's for a fact it's stolen, just don't, why are you spending the time to write a note? Just pick the thing 
thing up. I mean, it's not like it's heavy. You know, these things are really light. The only reason that they're the size that they are is because it needs to hold and scan eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper. It's not like, oh, that thing. You know, they make these printers out of uh, uh, spent uranium, ah, the densest material on earth. You can't lift them. Uh, because they need that uranium to, uh, activate the lasers. Uh. So, uh, yeah, so just pick it up and just be like, hey, knock, knock, knock. We found your stolen printer. It was six houses down. Here you go. Oh, no, 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 no reward required. The, the fact that your smiling face, uh, okay, chocolate chip cookies? Okay, well, uh, all right, I'll, I'll just, I'll have one. Okay, well, maybe two. Maybe four. Oh, fuck you, you're trying to make me fat. Here I was trying to do a good thing and bring you back your printer, and now you reward me by trying to kill me? Trying to give me diabetes? Like that guy? You know, Wilford Brimley, you're trying to give me Wilford fucking Brimley diabetes, you bitch? God damn it, can I? There is no such thing as doing nice things for people. So we've got this guy at work who, all right, I, I have, I, when I reached a certain age, I'm not sure what it was, when I reached a certain age, the battle of nose hairs really reached epic proportion. Like it was, it was like if, if, if you could see what's going on with my nose hairs on a daily basis. It's some real Game of Thrones shit, right? Like, it's to the level of, like, I will, you know, I've got my trimmers, I've got my fingernail scissors, like, I'm going to town on it, and I think I've, you know, I do all my stuff in the morning to try to, like, tame it and keep it under control, but then a fucking white walker in, like, the middle of the day comes out of my nose not out, hanging out of my nose, and it's so clear, and it's white, right? It's, you know, because I'm an old man. Uh, it's white hair, so it's like, so, it, like it catches the light and reflects it out like a prism. It's so clearly a nose hair of what is going on. And then I'm just like, oh, God damn it. So it itches, and it's, you know, tickling my nose, and so I'm rubbing it every two and a half seconds, and so I'm very aware even when I can't see it. And, of course, all I know is because I'm very aware when people have nose hairs going on that I'm sure that everybody's very aware of my nose hairs going on. All that being said, we had this guy at the office who, I mean, look, I know some of you may be listening to this while you're eating, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it as l- least, least graphic, ungraphic, graphic light as possible. Graphite. I'm gonna keep this as graphite as I can. Uh, you would think, based on his nose hair situation, that he was unable to grow a regular mustache but decided that the nose hair mustache was the way to go. So, and I'm just looking at him and I'm thinking like, what the serious fuck, man? Like, what are you doing? And then 
you know, so then it gets to the point where it's like, I can't, I, I can't look at his face when he talks because it's just grossing me out so hard. So I'll look at his eyes and then I can kind of do that. But then, like, out of the blue, you know, um, uh, you know, a day or so later, they're gone. They're all gone and he's all completely clean. So I'm like, I mean, I know he like lives with a woman, but I'm still kind of like, how do you let it get that bad? How do you let it get that bad? And then are like, one day are just like, oh, I gotta do something about this. It's sort of like the issue of like the guy who is 800 pounds, right? Like, how did you get to 800 pounds? Like, didn't you at 600 pounds say, this is a problem, I should fix this. Even at 300 pounds, didn't you say, I need to change my life, I, this is not right, I am going to die. Oh, check out that funky bass. Oh, good stuff. Anyway, so I'm, I'm just baffled by this whole thing, but, but look, I should just be happy, the man, has gotten his nose hair situation under control, I hope. And it turns out he's a really nice guy, so that, that's, that's good too. Okay, so now we have reached new epic levels of what the serious fuck, right? Uh, that is Rampage the Movie. So Rampage, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Rampage was a video game. It was a it was a three-player side, and it wasn't even a side scroller. It was a side view video game where uh, you could play either one to three players, and it's a cooperative destruction game where you play as like either Godzilla, King Kong, or I think Mothra, and you try to destroy a city. And so the goal is you have to tear down every single building uh, within the allotted time period. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? Like, oh, giant monster movie. Giant monster movies are great right now. You know, like they have Pacific Rim and, you know, all this stuff. So wh what's the beef, man? I guess my beef is, it's like, why bother calling it Rampage, right? There's nobody... I mean, it's not, I mean, the last time anybody cared about this video game was like 1989. Like, nobody's thinking like, oh, yeah, I love this game, you know. It, it, it's just, it so doesn't make sense of like, why bother trying to attach an IP to this that barely anybody remembers? Because I guarantee you the people who remember it aren't going to see this movie. Oh, and of course it's starring The Rock, right? Like, I don't even think I needed to say that. I think we all were like, uh, oh yes, and it, The Rock will be in it. Uh-huh, yes, of course. So, uh, yeah, it just made me, like, I saw the commercial and I literally, now, when I say literally, I know a lot of people abuse that. I literally laughed out loud. I, I wouldn't say laughed. I don't, what would you call this? Ah! Like, what's that? That's not actually a laugh, but it is an exclamation of joy. But of course, that doesn't, that doesn't, you can't type that on your cell phone very easily. I literally made a noise of happiness. I exclaimed of joy. What is that? Um, 
I-E-O-J. I-E-O-J. Yeah, everybody text that to me. I-E-O-J. Oh, listen to your new podcast. I-E-O-J. Ah! Uh, so, uh, yeah, so watch for that in, like, May, I think. Uh... Okay. All right, everybody, you ready? Let's get serious now. Let's get serious. So, uh, this is in the, this podcast is being recorded, uh, after the aftermath of all of the, not all, <laughs> all that we know of male predators in Hollywood abusing their power and really ruining people's lives and scarring them mentally forever to, I don't know what, to feel like big shots or something, but... What's what I would uh, encourage people to look at. So now it's I, I feel like we're getting into a weird area where uh, the, like, for instance, the Aziz Ansari story. Um, I, I think for me, one of the things that makes this story so difficult is I've read two or three stories about it. And each story, the facts are different, which I don't understand how that could be. Uh, and and oh, not even so much different as the facts are just left out. And I'm like, wow, way to go, guys. Way to report on a story. Just kind of getting it. Uh, and uh, so anyway, so here's what I know, right? Um, so she says, uh, I hung out with him. We went back to his place. And I clearly did not want to have sex. Uh, he wouldn't take no for an answer. Well, she doesn't even say that. She just says, I didn't want to have sex. He really wanted to have sex. We had sex. I think. Again, hard to tell with the bad reporting. So I don't know. And then I read an account where he says, uh, I, I had, I, I, I went out with her. I thought everything was cool. We had sex and you know, there you go. But then I read another account where he apologized to her in 2016. So if he apologized, like, does he think that they shouldn't have had sex? Or is he just saying sorry because she was pissed? Or does he even know why she's pissed? All right. Here's the thing, folks. I know, I know this is weird, right? I know that we, we find it tough to say what we really want sometimes. But we all need to start doing that, right? We all need to be super, super clear about what we want. And we also need to not be afraid to ask for what we want. So the way this night should have gone down is Aziz takes her back to his place, wines her and dines her a little bit, she gets the vibe. He wants to have sex with me. She needs to clearly say, I don't, I, hey man, I really love hanging out with you. I just know I'm not interested in having sex with you, right? And as far as I can tell from the shitty reporting, like this, there is no power dynamic, right? He's a man, she's a woman. He's famous and, and famous. Uh, 
but it, I didn't get the impression that she was like a rising comic or an actress or I didn't get that impression about any of it. Um, but who knows? Maybe she was and the reporting was just terrible. But she should say, hey, man, just so you know, I, I'm getting a vibe here, but I'm not comfortable having sex, but I'd still really love to hang out with you. And then Aziz needs to honest, be honest with himself and her and say, like, look, A, either A, I just want to get laid, so if you're not interested, maybe we should just call it a night, or B, oh, okay, well, you seem really cool. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, and we can just hang out, right? We all need to start doing that. I mean, I remember, I, I, I remember very clearly when I was younger, and like, I would just go along with whatever Troy Ash and Brenner wanted to do. He was a kid, lived down the block. Um, my mom thought it'd be a good idea if I hung out with him, just because there was nobody else in the neighborhood to hang out with, really, that was my age. Uh, I guess I had burned out the, uh, the kids at the other end of the block. One was too young, one was too old, and we were just like, okay, this does not work. So I started hanging out with him, and then he was super bossy, and he'd be like, we're playing Batman and Robin. I'll be Batman, you be Robin. And just one day, I just decided, like, you know what? I don't have to do this. I can do something else. And I, you know, he was like, let's be Batman and Robin. I was like, no, I think I'm just going to go home. And he was like, no, okay, okay, look, you, you can be Batman. And I'll be Robin. And I was like, no, no, I, I don't want to do this. And it was for the best. I mean, that relationship was, like, doomed from the start. We, there was nothing similar about us. We weren't alike. I mean, really the only thing that made us alike at all was our age and our gender. And that was it. Uh, we could not have been more different. And boy, howdy, you see him now with his like three foot long dreadlocks. And it's like that, that uh, difference has only grown wider apart in the 40 years since we've met or however long it's been. So yeah, right? Like just everybody, you know, look, and, and I get it. In the world of the Harvey Weinsteins where you're an actress and you're just trying to get your career going and he's like, I want to beat off in front of you and, and take a shower with me. And it's like, oh boy, you know, you, you try and do that weird dance of like, not completely offending him, but not doing what he wants. And like, or you wind up with like Mira Sorvino, right? And then you're just like out and out, like, fuck you. And then he doesn't put you in any movies for 20 years. So I think the thing that we need to remember, though, is that we can always say no, right? I mean, it's, sometimes it's harder than others, and sometimes there will be negative repercussions, but we have to remember, you know, because I think we're just so nice, right? Like, we forget that there are monsters in the world that will want us to do super shitty things to us if we don't say no. But but we forget those people exist, and so we're just like, no, okay, well, maybe this isn't so bad. And yes, it's bad. And as much as I try to pretend like I figured it all out with Troy Ashenbrenner, no, I did not, because later on in life, there was a bunch of stuff I should have said no to. I did not. Uh, and, you know, it was like uh, a weak point. Uh, you know, they caught me just at the right time. And maybe 
you know, those uh, predators, they, they know how to do that. They know how to get you at the right time. They wear you down. They look for it. Uh, or they just stay around long enough until you just eventually cave. But anyway, the point is, is we all need to remind ourselves that we can say no at any time, and who cares, uh, and d- just screw being nice, or who cares if it makes it awkward, we just gotta say no. God damn it, I sound like Nancy fucking Reagan right now. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, just, I know it sounds so easy, but when, when it, when it surprises you, and this is the thing I would say also about life, is like, if, if you got into a fight, and you actually thought ahead of time, like, what would I do if I got into a fight? You'd probably do okay. But the problem is, is fights, if you're not somebody who fights a lot, like, the idea of getting into a fight is like, what's that? Am I supposed to punch you? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed, are we just, do we just shove each other? I don't know. But now, haha, I've been walking that dog a lot, and I've been thinking about getting into a lot of fights. So, uh, I've got a strategy. So, uh, I am really, I feel like LinkedIn is really bad for my self-esteem because LinkedIn, I know what LinkedIn's trying to do, right? Like LinkedIn is trying to make everybody engage with each other and everybody feel happy about, you know, everybody getting a job and doing something. But here's what it's really doing. What it's really doing is making me feel bad that I don't have a career, right? You know, especially when I was unemployed and I would get these LinkedIn messages that were like, uh, oh, so-and-so just got a job as the VP of creative at Safeway. And I'm like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? I'm unemployed. And that guy who is the exact same age as me is the VP of something. I am the president of bullshit. I am the I'm the CEO of Garbage Town, right? Like we need a LinkedIn that is just like the the opposite. We need a LinkedIn that's like, hey man. Um, give a box of chocolates to your friend who has been unemployed for six months. Uh, hey, um, your, uh, buddy from high school just got a job where it was a significant pay cut from his previous gig. Um, send him a dildo. You know, just like, we need something that's, maybe, maybe we just need like a schadenfreude LinkedIn. Where, you know, we can all just, hey, uh, Jimmy down the street is also unemployed. Why don't you guys hang out and get a beer and bitch about how the economy sucks and and not in Trump's America? I don't know. Uh, you know, why can't we have the 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 commiseration LinkedIn? LinkedIn, your misery. Misery loves company. Come join sad sad LinkedIn. Link link sad. Sad sad sacks. Sadsacks.com. I'm sure that's already taken. Oh, and then, speaking of that, so, uh, another person I went to high school with who is amazingly talented, right? Like, I cannot, um, begrudge his successes because he's always been super smart, super talented, and, uh, he, um, 
he uh, actually this has nothing to do with his success. Uh, he uh, posted this uh, podcast. I can't remember what the name of it is. Uh, and he was like, hey, this is a pretty cool episode of this really cool podcast. You know, give it a listen. And it's all about this guy who um, had some uh, recordings. Uh, they were like a box set. And they're all sort of these like historical folk music uh compilations where like nobody even knows who wrote the song it's just somebody performing it and then he lent those cds to moby back when moby was just a dj or something and then moby sampled um those and you know the the sample is like oh child trauma of mine oh child trauma of mine and there's like four songs on that first Moby album that has those samples on it. And then fucking Moby gets super huge and doesn't give the CDs back to the guy. And I'm sure it wasn't malicious. I'm sure it was just like, hey, I'm super busy now. I don't have time to give you your CDs. So the whole episode is about him trying to track down Moby so he can get his CDs back. It's a funny idea. So they don't expressly say this in the movie. I mean, not the movie, the podcast. But the guy's name is Gregor. And Gregor is exactly me, right? He's everything that I hate about myself, right? And he's, he's trapped by the past, right? Like this whole Moby shit went down like 20 years ago, back when we all listened to CDs. So he's clearly trapped by the past. Um, he's bitter about Moby's success because he's kind of, you know, he kind of wanted to do that same sort of thing that Moby did, but just never caught on. And so all his friends are more successful than him. And, um, he has got David Spade's disease, which, uh, I have said before is just like, even when you're being honest and genuine, people think you're being sarcastic. And so he, he has to... He actually says that in the in the podcast episode. Okay, so let's end this on a weird note. Uh, this uh, podcast is almost over. Uh, we've run out of music. Um, I think it's weird. Getting back to just being honest with each other, um, I think it's weird how unhonest... I I can't speak for anybody else, but how unhonest I can't be with anybody, right? Like, I don't think anybody wants to hear about what's going on with my penis. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff about, you know, being a parent, um, a lot of just a lot of this stuff. I even like even even more mundane stuff than that. I don't think anybody really wants to hear. I mean, I guess maybe I'm the freak and the exception that I actually like hearing that stuff. I like, you know, people opening up and telling me deep, dark, not even dark, just stuff. They're just they can't tell anybody else. And it's weird, right? Like, I, I know we're supposed to be. Like, you know, even with my lovely wife, I know that there are lots of things I can't tell her. And, um, 
you know, just she would not she would not do well with it. Uh, so I think this is why we have therapists. Um, this is certainly why I talk to myself a lot, uh, all the time, actually. Uh, and it's weird because I move my mouth when I talk to myself and that makes me look like a straight up crazy person. I don't know. I, I guess, um, I'm only saying this aspirationally that maybe at some point we will be comfortable enough with somebody that we can really tell them everything that we think and feel and want to express, but can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. The problem is, of course, you know, when you deal with people who have good memories uh, and you say something, you can't unsay it. And so there will always be the fear that whatever it is, that thing that you said will, oh, good, leaf blowers. Awesome. <laughs> will, uh, well, will, you can, whatever you have said will never be unsaid. Okay. Well, with that being said, go get him, Star. From the music of Bright Brown and good old Primus. Oh, can't wait till they go on tour again. And their new uh, uh, ghoul-themed album. <laughs> we will do this one more time. Till then!